Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast. An exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you. We are on episode number 26. <laughs> All right. I'm super excited. And if you are excited and you are listening to our podcast and you love our podcast, please also follow us on Instagram at the Modern, Modern Yogi, Yogi Podcast. Wait, I said the accident. Yeah, no, the, no, no, the, the. At Modern Yogi Podcast. All right. Podcast. And leave us a DM. What are the analogies and pop culture references that you love from yes. the last episode we that you know. listened to? We want to know. And if you DM us, we might even share your response on the air. <laughs> yeah, we want to know uh, who you like better, basically. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Which references really helped you dive deeper into the philosophy? Yes, yes. she's yes. right. Yeah. She's right. I was just kidding. And also, just so we're not random voices floating around. Hello, uh, world. I am Shamali. That's my voice speaking right now. Nice. And I am Shama Sangeeta. <laughs> I have a more of a cartoony voice. Okay. <laughs> that is my voice, Shama Sangeeta. And I'm Priya Darshini. And you hear my voice at the beginning of every episode. She has the most elegant voice. <laughs> <laughs> my, I feel like I sound like Donald Duck. Uh, Donald oh Duck. My God. <laughs> I meant to say Donald Duck. I meant to say Donald Duck. I have such a cartoony voice. And so, I don't know what you mean by that. Like it just sounds like like it sounds like a cartoon in my head. Huh. Huh. Like, I feel like a real it. adult woman. Like, no, it sounds it like a I, I, mean, I think that's just in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I know just grass in is always head. greener, right, guys? So we have introduced <laughs> a little part called what? Golden nuggets. <laughs> So the first golden nugget we had laid down is, number one, we're not the body. We're a spirit soul that spreads consciousness, co consciousness, my God, throughout the body. Number two, we're all equal on the spiritual level. Yes. Plants, animals, humans, we're all souls. Hamsters. Hamsters. No big soul or small soul. All the same soul. Number three, the nature of the soul is happiness, but we lose that when we identify with the body. And this brings us to our nugget of wisdom for today. As long as we remain out of touch with our nature and search for happiness through external things, we keep coming back, given another chance to learn lessons and rediscovering our nature. Ooh, mm. I love that. And I, I had an astrologer once tell me um, that you have about three lessons to learn in every lifetime. Wow. And if you don't learn those lessons, you reincarnate again and again oh and again. God. So this human life is essentially all about learning lessons. Right. right? Whether it's forgiveness or compassion or learning how to love God or learning how to communicate truthfully, like whatever. Whatever it is, like we all have different lessons to learn. Right. And the Gita gives us kind of like a compass of how to navigate going about evolving to our maximum potential. Don't don't keep coming back. Let's just get out now in this lifetime. Let's get out of the rat race. As we talked about in the previous episode, which if you haven't heard it, why don't you pause this and tune back and listen to that episode? Yes. But we talked about what is illusion? Illusion is when something seems like it's something, but it's really not. Yeah. So in this world, we're really not here just to enjoy. That's not the point because as we said, when you move on to the next life, when you die, you can't take any of this with you. Yeah. So wake up and try and see what is the point of this life? Why are we here? We are here to evolve, grow, and connect to Krishna, who's already in our hearts, just waiting for us to take the first step towards him. Yeah, that part of that illusion sometimes might make you feel like, um, well, why do I have to leave, right? Some people might mm. think, I am happy. Like, I have a pretty good life. I have 
a partner, I have a home, I have, you know, all the maybe necessities. Some people might even say that, right? Yes. But the reality of it is like our happiness is like a roller coaster. It goes up and down mm. because we're not really meant to be fully happy. And happiness generally comes from peace and peace can only be achieved through internal work, right? To yes. getting rid of our traumas, to working towards, you know, understanding what our purpose is. And that's basically what you're saying the golden nugget is, right? Like we're right. we're here to learn the lessons of what our existence is about. And we might think we're happy, but maybe, maybe you just become a planner. Maybe you're happy right now, but what about the moments when you're not, right? Oof, like what yes. about right. the moments when you're sick and the moments where life is tough, right? Mm -hmm. Don't just, I know living in the moment is a good thing sometimes, but sometimes it's like, think about, what it is that you're here for in a general sense, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's one of the verses that I love that Krishna says, um, it says, you cannot have any happiness without peace, right? Because mm -hmm. that's the real name of the game, mm -hmm. it's peace. And like, how do we get that? Through meditation, through understanding these scriptures, through understanding a rela our relationship with Krishna. Right. Yeah. Those are the things that bring us peace. Right. And I love yeah. the beginning of the golden nugget said, as long as we remain out of touch with our nature. So this is essentially our true nature that we're trying to re-tap into. This is the not eternal something- Eternal existence. Right. This is not something, some elusive goal, like outside of ourselves that we're trying to reach. This is deeply, deeply within us that we've just kind of forgotten. <clears throat> yeah. We've been covered over by this illusion. We're trying to peel back the layers and re-tap into that. Love that. That's beautiful. Golden right. nuggets. All right. <laughs> the invocation, ladies. All righty. Om Ajnati Mirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurum Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Translation. I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with a torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto him. I just love, I looked over in Shama Sangeeta as we were saying the invocation prayers. Your eyes were kind of semi-closed and you were just nodding your head from left to right. I, I think, <laughs> guys, honestly, I think the way that you guys sing it is just so beautiful. Aww. And even when I'm recording the podcast or if I'm listening to it in the car, just like your voices bring me so much like joy Aww. and peace. So I'm not even yeah. joking. And I'm not saying that because you guys are my friends. <laughs> yeah, well, literally, uh, your voices together are so beautiful. So uh, thank you so much for always singing. We that. like to have friends who, who boost us up, you know. Empower <laughs> that's why we each keep Chama Singita. Yeah, that's why we keep it. Your voices are dope. I love them. They're so good. So is yours, cartoon-like. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> See, I knew it was cartoony. I knew no, it no, I was just joking. You bring, you bring the light. Love oh. that. All right, we are on chapter four, text number 27. Priya Darshani, take us away. Um, I just... Oh, well, sorry. I, no, no, you're good. You're good. I just wanted to say we did do a recap. Oh, let's uh, do a quick recap. Sorry. So just ah, quickly, yeah. Krishna's just, you know, giving us some transcendental knowledge. He's been talking about like people and the kind of sacrifices or services that they do and who they worship, right? So people who worship the demigods, people who worship this uh, like... Uh, the the university Brahman, right? Like right. The, the nature, whatever, right. like that um, sort of non-personality God. Like right. we're all one kind of vibes. Um, Burning Man vibes. <laughs> yes. Right, right. And that totally washes away. It's so much more deep and intricate than that. We have individuality and personality. And when you just say we're all one, you're kind of mushing us into a giant blob of energy. It's it's not yeah. like that. We're, we are a part of Krishna, a part of par, part and parcel. That's why they say that. But we also have our own individuality and personality. I love when you say mush, just yeah. like mushing everything. Mushing <laughs> everything <laughs> together. to me, actually. It's like mush. It's just, I just like hearing it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And so um, basically Krishna is also telling us about brahmacharis, right? And what they do. And so they sacrifice their, their services like hearing and learning. And then what... Um, wha- wait, wait, and brahmacharis are all the single ladies and men, all the single men, like all of <laughs> the celibate, <laughs> celibate monks who are students. younger. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, and then we have uh, the householders, which are like husbands and wives or wives and wives and husbands and husbands, you know, to be all inclusive. Wow, look at you. Um, Progressive. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> who, um, who's service is more along the lines of the objects of the senses. So we, as Shamley had said, you know, donations or things might be more so like uh, bringing grains and uh, vegetables to the temple. So, you know, things like that. And so those are different types of people who can do different sacrifices. And now we're on text 27. All right. Ready? Yes. Others who are interested in achieving self-realization through control of mind and senses Offer the functions of all the senses and of the life breath as oblation into the fire of the controlled mind. Okay, oh, so I love that. Yes, this is beautiful. So is, is this talking about like people who are into meditation, right? People who... Yeah, technically all of us because we're all into self-realization. Yes, yeah? yes, yes, yes. So right. and go ahead. No- normally you think of like, I love the last line, into oblations, uh, into the fire of the controlled mind. Normally when I think of a fire, I think of a fire sacrifice as we had talked about a yagya. But here it can... It, 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 compares the mind to we're we're trying to control the mind and that's the sacrifice and we're trying to channel the senses into controlling our mind and through, the senses yeah. right and the senses through self-realization so, so how do we ta- do that what, it, what, what, how do we do that i think in this verse they're also kind of talking about the yogic systems because it's talking about uh controlling the functions of the life breath so right ah, like there's breathing like breathing exercises yeah there's yes. practices right, like that pranayam t- and right. different yogas for controlling the breath yeah. mm-hmm. so there's just another example of people and how they might engage themselves in service, right? Right. And it's always important through these texts to remember Krishna is laying out many different paths to Arjuna on the battlefield. But ultimately, ultimately, Krishna consciousness is the highest goal. We don't have to engage in all the sacrifices, the yagyas, if we're directly offering devotional service or love for Krishna. And if you're doing kirtan with other people, that's the highest uh, sacrifice you can make. But I think this is also important, right? So say you're super, like you're just getting into meditation, right? And the first, a lot of the the first things that meditation teachers like teach is like learning how to control the mind, bringing it back Mm. to the place of focus, right? Whether it's the nose or the chest or the stomach, like understanding where your breath is coming from and understanding like your mind's okay to wander, but bring it back to your breath. I think that's a good introductory stage for for someone Mm -hmm. who is like riddled with like anxiety or someone who has like trouble controlling their mind, which we all do really. But I think this is also important to mention, like it's not the be all end all because Christian consciousness is that, but it's also, this is a good first step to learning how to control that mind it's, it's the same level of us a good step as someone who's uh worships demigods right yes. it's like something okay. it's just not the whole it's thing starter right yeah. it's like a or like people who are uh impersonalists and they're worshiping nature and all of that and they're like not worshiping but just saying like oh the nature is everything in the connection and like right. all of that it's not bad right. it's just right. not like the highest goal because yes. there's something beyond that right? right and in this case like i think what you're saying is true like for a lot of people anger issues breathing helps mm, yes. for anxiety breathing helps yeah Yes. For stress, like breathing, breathing helps. Like it's yes, <laughs> like learning how to <laughs> learning how to like properly breathe and like be control your mind. Yes, it's going it to be yes. ultimately a helpful thing, regardless, yeah. right. right? It's just that's like one step out of like 
And yes, Krishna, is, Krishna is so merciful because he wants everyone to take those steps towards him wherever they're at on their path. So yes. he gives you like a sliding scale. Like if you can't do this, do this. If you mm. can't do this, do this. So obviously we all, the ultimate goal is to offer our, our lives, our devotional service, our love for Krishna. But if you're not at that stage, you know what? Just Bhakti is the process of softening your heart. So even treating your people around you with love, with care, that's that's a step because then you yeah. can start slowly like incrementing. Yes, it's, for sure. Krishna wants everyone to come back. And right. I also think like this and the, the last couple of texts that we were talking about, Krishna is talking about transcendental knowledge. He's like explaining everything, mm, right? right? Like he's kind of like, let me just tell you everything and how the world works. The, the kinds thing. of people that there are, the kind of ways in which they behave. Yes. And maybe like out of all those options, kind of this is the better one for you. Right. So I think he's kind of laying out like if someone sat you down and was like, okay, this is how the universe works, right? <laughs> like you still have to talk about the people who are lawyers or the people yes. who are doctors. Even if that's not relevant to you, he's explaining yes. the right. different processes right. in which people live I love right that. and yeah. let's remember tying it back to the story this is all happening where on the battlefield of kurukshetra <laughs> in case we forgot the storyline we get into very deep philosophy and there's like what is going on here arjuna's almost having a panic attack and krishna started laying down the knowledge yes. and we have both sides of the battle represented by the good the evil the kurus the pandavas and they are all on the verge of having a fight it's yes. all about to go down and that's when krishna spoke all of this ancient ancient knowledge to Arjuna. Because Arjuna's like, maybe I don't want to do this. And if Arjuna were to stop doing it, as Krishna said, uh, what a great man does, uh, common, common men, men follow, follow right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if Arjuna was like, I'm not going to fight, even though fighting is my profession, right? If it's my duty, even though I'm supposed to be protecting all right. the people, Krishna's like, okay, let me just tell you how things work real quick. And then you can make your decision. But like, trust me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> trust me, bro. It's about to go down. down. Okay. Um, so I do think there's one point about meditation that really helped me, right? Before I came to Krishna consciousness, right? Because remember, there are levels and there are layers. Yeah. And this is a very good, like learning how to control your breath and your mind, and your senses through meditation and breathing exercises is very, very important, right? Mm-hmm. For anger, stress, all the things that you mentioned, right? One time I was watching this YouTube video and like basically they said that every time like like say you're focusing on your breath right and you close your eyes and you take a deep breath let's take one now (sighs) right and say for the next two minutes all you have to do is focus on your breath like in and out in and out in and out right every time your mind wanders it's okay but the key is to bring it back to the focus point which is the breath and every time you bring it back it's kind of like doing a bicep curl for the mind Mm. it makes the mind stronger and stronger and stronger right Mm-hmm. And the more the mind gets stronger, the more they can also focus on the next level, which is Krishna consciousness. Yes. Whenever right. your mind starts to wander, bring it back to the focus point of your life, which is Krishna, right? right. So these are some tactics you can use. And it is okay. It's 100% okay. If your oh, mind is yeah. wandering to like, oh, I'm mad. I need to get groceries or I need to do this. Or, I need to study for my exam. It's okay that it wanders. Just bring it back. Because every time you bring it back to the focus point, you mm. make it stronger. That's I love so that. cool. They yeah. totally serve a purpose because if anyone out there's listen to our little two minute introductory recap of who we are. We talk about a similar point that Shama Sangita was just saying that all of these poses, the asanas, all of the physical yogas that were brought to the West, the point of all of those is to prepare you so you can really digest and take in the philosophy and yes. the spirituality of it all. Mm. So we might do a yoga class where we do the sun salutation so that we can later on sit and meditate and chant the transcendental mantra because Priya's often mentioned the word kirtan before, which is kind of like 
chanting God's names through musical meditation. In Chant, groups. Yeah. In groups. So what's the mantra? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So you have that in the group through Kirtan. But then you also have what's kind of, I like to think of it as my alone time with Krishna, my private conversation with him, where yeah. I'm going to grab a japa mala, which is similar to like, let's say- Rosary. If, we talked uh, about this before. We talked yeah. about it before. The rosary mm-hmm. that you chant God's name. So this is in our tradition. You have the japa mala. You're going to chant the same maha mantra, but alone. And you try to internalize. So as Shama was saying, if you need to do some breathing exercises before then to really clear your mind and bring yourself into a focus-centered space, then you'll become more receptive to when I chant my rounds, I won't be thinking of the grocery list I have to do later yes. on or what do I have to do mm-hmm. with my next to-do list. Right. And yes. so that has, so it's funny that you mentioned like the japa mala, right? Because what is the focus point of when you do japa meditation, right? It is listening to the sound vibrations, right? So the whole point of like chanting on a rosary or any sort of um, mala, right, is focusing on the sound vibrations. And every time your mind wanders, bring it back to the sound right. vibration. Yeah. I mean, if someone doesn't believe in the power of sound vibration, yes. think of it in any context. You listen to a really like aggressive, violent sounding song. It riles you up in mm-hmm. a certain way. And connecting to the philosophy, we know everything, music, people, environments, all have different varying degrees of the three modes of nature, goodness, passion, ignorance. Yes. So yeah. even music, it's all in sound vibrations. But let's say you listen to a choir, a celestial sounding song. It lifts you up. It inspires you. So vibrations leave you, even tones of people's voices. Someone yeah. might talk I was just to you. To say that. Uh, Priya and I are often in <laughs> there was um, there was a study done a long time ago, and I think this is how it went. So they had three cups of cooked rice, mm. and uh, and this has been done with plants also. So uh-huh. it's like similar studies have been done, and it was basically one person. They put the three different uh, pots of, or let's say, yeah, let's say just say a pot or. I don't know why that matters. Cups of rice. I'm so sorry. Cups of rice. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of them, it was only like affirmation. So like, you're wonderful. You're great. Right. right. Like all of that. Right. And saying and nice things. Saying nice things. And it's not just the nice thing you're saying, but how you're saying From it. The right. Intention. When you yeah. say the intention, the, the, what were you saying? The frequency, the, right. the sound vibration. The vibration. That's exactly the word I was looking for. The other one was left completely alone. And then the third one was like, you are terrible. You're the worst. the worst. Like all kinds of negative. Uh, they saw over a period of some time that the one that was being told that it was the worst uh, got moldy very, very quick. Mm-hmm. Does that happen to rice? Yeah, cooked rice. What? Like, it's crazy. Wow. Like, wh- how would that even happen, right? Wow. And then the the one that was told, like, you're wonderful, was doing fine. And yeah. then the one in the middle was kind of in the middle, right? The like, middle. it was kind of... Kind of moldy. <laughs> but not <laughs> that moldy. Kind of moldy, but yeah. not that bad. And so you right. can see how easily affected everything wow. that has water in it. Think about <gasps> it like that. We yes. all have water in ourselves. We're the like, vibration. Yes. It all makes a difference in our bodies. Yes. So wow, sound yeah. vibration is really important. Very, very important. Mantras yeah. are huge. Right. Um, breathing is huge. Exactly. So the <laughs> more that. you can kind of try to do whatever it takes to balance yourself into an equipoise state so you can be more receptive to really digest the mantra, the sound vibration, then you'll get more out of it. The more you put in, the more you'll get out. So someone might chant while thinking of a million other things, you're not going to get that much out of it as if you really try to tune in and dive into the mantra. It's almost like we talked about the little veil. You lift up the veil and dive into this mysterious secret world of the mantra. I love that. That's beautiful. So basically, um, 
learning how to breathe and learning how to control your senses and learning how to control your mind is like one of those activities that you can do. It's a, it's a, a sacrifice you can actually do. Yeah. Um, and it's helpful in, in your further progress in Krishna consciousness also. Love that. Yeah. Perfectly said. Okay. All right. Text 28, ladies. Text 28. Having accepted strict vows, comma, some become enlightened by sacrificing their possessions and others by performing severe austerities, by practicing the yoga of eightfold mysticism, or by studying the Vedas to un, to advance in transcendental knowledge. Interesting. So here he's basically breaking down that sacrifices could be fitted into different divisions. Yes. So there's persons who are sacrificing their possessions in the form of different kinds of charities, like whatever. I don't know. It gives examples in India. There's many different types of charities here in the West. We also know of many other charities. Anyway, then it says there's others who for higher elevation in life or promotion to higher heavenly abodes, they try to accept many different types of austerities mm. and even others who engage themselves in different kinds of mystic yogas and different things, which as we talked about, that's also not the ultimate goal to get, accrue different mystic yogic powers. Oh, yeah. yeah, I grew so up. Pre, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, you were going to. No, Pri, I was basically going to say like, this is what you were talking about. It's like Krishna's talking about all the different types of people yeah. and all the different types of right. paths. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's right. kind of giving a big. He's laying it all out It's a there. big picture stuff so yes. that he can explain the details. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, I grew up with the, I don't know, like grew up hearing this idea of like, you're not trying to. I don't know why. Okay, I don't know how to phrase this. I grew up with the idea that like our goal isn't to a lot of people think like, oh, I wish I could read other people's minds. As uh -huh. kids, especially, right? right. Yeah. As what kids, you're like, what's your go-to mystic power? I, I always wanted to be like, uh, be able to transport to different countries because oh, I nice. love travel, right? Like love imagine that. you can just like, close your eyes and you're in a different country. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's the thing we want to do. Anyways, every time you blink, imagine, I'm sorry. Okay, You anyways. were blinking with one eye and I was like, is Priya having a stroke right now? <laughs> I got so uh, super, superpowers. You so like about. as a kid, you were thinking mm -hmm. about like, how cool would it be to have superpowers? And yeah. I remember hearing like someone tell me, well, your, your goal is not to be able to do that. And I was like, wait, you, I can do that. <laughs> you think that it was like, oh, okay, no, I can do that. That's and it was cool. like, it's like, well, yeah, actually, if you um, focus enough and there's certain like paths, like mystics, different mysticism, mantras you can tan, different demigods you, you can pray different to, different sacrifices yes. you can make to attain certain powers. Right. And some people do have certain like supernatural abilities, yes. but at the end of the day, like that's still material. Yes. That's still not the right. goal. Mm. And so I remember hearing like, well, yeah, you're not really trying to do it. Like that's not the goal of what we do. Right. Like right. that's kind right. of the, so it's, it's possible. It's a path that people take. It's mm. just. Right. It says all these not practices. Not the topmost path. Yeah. Exactly. All the practices, they're called yoga yagna. Yagya, sacrifice for a certain type of perfection in the material world. So as you said, Priya, mm. it's key in the material world. This isn't going to liberate you and get you above and transcend. It's temporary. Exactly. Yes. You exactly. die and then what? And you know, a little <laughs> thought I had was, um, you know, if you don't, you might hear different mystic practices and yogas that give you abilities. And if you're new to all of this, it might sound like, yeah, right. Is that <laughs> even real? But you know what I would say to someone? Check out Radna Swami's book, The Journey Home, because there he laid out through all of his travels through mm. India. If you go to India, which is where all this ancient knowledge is coming from, literally nowadays you see yogis who have practiced different uh, I don't know, different ascetics, yogis who have done all sorts of practices and have gained different abilities. And you can totally see them there nowadays. It's not some far off thing in a distant past that doesn't exist anymore. Nowadays, you can see them doing all sorts of crazy, crazy things, but they're just little like 
shows of light and tricks and and, yeah. and magic that in a way it's not I don't know it'll end when they die and then and what? that's it and then what yeah I actually when you said that it reminded me of uh um Shama Sangeeta's and my guru that um there's this um astrologer I guess that's a simpler way of talking about him but he um my guru Maharaj my sorry um my spiritual guru uh, shared a story about when he went to India to meet this one person that he never met before. He's very well talked about because he has a book of everyone's life. Ooh. And uh, and he can tell you your whole life. That's his sort of power. Mm. And the story goes that when... So it's like uh, a mental book. Mental book of everyone's life. I don't think so. He has a physical book of everyone's life. I think so. But... <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyways. Interesting. So our guru, his name is Indra Swami, and he also has some really cool books that you should check out. The Traveling, traveling Preacher. Yes, or Traveling Monk. Traveling Monk. Both. He rebranded. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, he went to meet him and the man who he had never met said, welcome Indra It's nice to finally see you. Oh. Imagine wow. having that ability. Oh, to like, snap. You, he already knew his name. He was ready to tell him his life. Wow. I want to meet this man. I know. <laughs> I, I, I so do, cool. but at the same time, I don't. I don't want to be told when I'm going to die, when tragedies oh, will happen. Oh, I would love to know that, actually. <laughs> you, different kinds I'm of people. A, yeah, <laughs> different kinds of people. I'd be like, I plan everything and be like, okay, all right, we're skydiving today and tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to know. <laughs> I would love to know when I was going to die. That's what you think of I know, skydiving. We're talking about all this velocity. Shama, keep that on the down low. <laughs> I would just love kidding. to know. That's too funny. Anyways, just the idea that there are people who have certain mysticisms and certain powers, right? Mm -hmm. You had... Something you wanted yes, to say, Yes, okay, Shama? so there's this one part of the purport which summarizes everything. Prabhupada says, Krishna consciousness cannot be attained by any one of the above-mentioned types of sacrifice. So everything that we just talked about, it cannot be attained, mm -hmm. but can only be attained by the mercy of the Lord and his bona fide devotees. Therefore, mm. Krishna consciousness is transcendental. So yeah. Krishna is talking about, hey, these are all these things that won't get you, you know, these are not like the right type of sacrifice, They're but right. Krishna consciousness is the perfect sacrifice. Yes. Right. Yeah, Srila Prabhupada always ends the whenever we I love it because he lays out all the different types of paths whether we're talking about yagyas sacrifices whatever it may be the different types of yogas mm -hmm. and always at the end he makes sure to put but however Krishna consciousness we yes. can bypass everything and is the most important route this one eh, this one eh, this one eh. no like none <laughs> yeah. of them are gonna work but and Krishna it's, it's not to like knock them down because like They're we said, they could be people. stepping stones. Stepping stones. But yes. not the yes. end all be all. Yes. It, it's actually, maybe not the stepping stones. Because didn't you just say that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these don't lead to Krishna consciousness. These can just be like how you meet a devotee and then you become a devotee. Sure. Right, yeah. right, right. Like studying from the Vedas, that's a, like sometimes that is a, someone, like it whets their appetite to get into touch of with the right. Gita, right? Yes, yes, you know, yes. I just want to say one story that popped into my head of something Srila Prabhupada said when we were talking about all these different mystic abilities and powers. Okay, great, sure, but they're not the point. They're not the goal. So uh, I heard the other day my dad telling me that uh, there was one devotee that when she was, she told Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada, when I'm chanting, and we said like chanting the Maha Mantra on the Japa Mala, she yes. said, when I'm chanting, I'm seeing stars. And Srila Prabhupada said, keep chanting, those will go away. <laughs> like, okay, great, thing, mystical things will happen, but uh, that's, that's not the goal. That's not the goal. Yeah. Oh, that's a good story. That's a good like story. That. <laughs> keep that. chanting. All right. Text 29. Takes 29. Alrighty. I think that was me. I think. <laughs> yes. I think so. Okay. Still, others who are inclined to the process of breath, restrained to remain in trance, 
pre- wait, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. Okay, this is a long <laughs> Still others who are inclined to the process of breath restraint to become in trance practice by offering the movement of the outgoing breath into the incoming and the incoming breath into the outgoing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and thus at last remain in trance, stopping all breathing. Others curtailing the eating process offer the outgoing breath into itself as a sacrifice. So, right. This is basically saying the different processes that might some yogis might do to attain different abilities. And they might go through all sorts of intense, intense sacrifices yes. of breath and eating. And like I said, these people actually are out there in India. You can go there now and see some of them and they have different abilities. Or like Priya had said, some can read your whole life. They do harsh austerities and penances and yeah. receive great boons. But... But as we said, it's not the point. I mean, let's be honest, it's kind of cool, but you know, I'll be honest with you. If there's like certain yogis that can do things with their body and breath for, you know, achieving cool powers. I mean, it is kind of cool. Okay. But, but it is not the full be all end all. Yeah. Like those people that can control their breath to that extent, like, are they happy? Yeah. And if they're selling, they're doing their whole life, they're sacrificing and like, they're probably maybe not in the best shape, like mentally, physically, like they're just doing this for, um, a power mm. that that can't be good right yeah i'm just gonna say like thinking of like yeah all of these things sound very far-fetched all these abilities but if you think of even just astrologers that were more well versed with them in the west there's not mystic yogis from india but a, even something like astrology it's so uh i think many people that might not believe in it until they have an experience where it's like an astrologer told them something spot on and they're like <laughs> oh whoa for example my parents actually fun fact did an, uh, my astrology chart when i was one mm. and it laid out in that chart so many things that actually played out in that chart it tell said us that i was more i'm so intrigued right <laughs> now i love astrology, love astrology. <laughs> okay tell like, us everything i have no, a young not story. everything we're no, here no, to no. talk okay, about okay i'll tell you a few stuff now and then later on i can tell you more okay that's good so i have a younger sister verinda and in both of our charts it hit the nail on the head with what we would get into. For example, for me, it said I would get into sports and athletics. And I did. I became an ice skater. And it said at the age of, I think it said 18, 19, I was going to go through an injury. I did. At 18, I went through an injury that ended my ice skating career. I tore all the ligaments in my right ankle before going to the Olympics. That was in your chart that That astrologer read when you were one years old? That was in my chart. And it did say about my sister, she'd get into the performing arts and dance. And that was her path. And it's not like my mom didn't ever show us our chart till like she didn't want us to read that and be like oh that's what I'm right. gonna do she kept yeah. it to herself and let us decide and I chose to go that path my sister chose her path and that was exactly what was laid out in that's the chart that's incredible also, that my jaw is dropped right now <laughs> <laughs> wow continue. also you know Shama another thing that it said then we can continue back on the text it said that uh, I can talk about this all day <laughs> go ahead it did say I was going to be in a because you know we've said before in previous episodes that we were in a car accident really yes, badly 2019 yeah yeah it said that I was going to be in a car accident with a group of devotees, so to be oh. careful. And you know what? The only thing he got wrong was the the age because uh, it, it said I think it was going to happen a few years before it did. But remember, this is a chart that they did when I was one years yeah, old. Yeah, not so, only that, but like we know that as devotees, the Krishna consciousness changes our life a little right. bit. Right. So my mom never told me that fact because she didn't want me to be afraid. Wow. But she did think, because, you know, uh, a few years before this accident, I was driving on Wilshire and this car behind me rear-ended 
rear-ended me. Nothing. It wasn't a bad accident. He just didn't stop on time, and he lightly hit the back of my car. Right. And he was actually a poor kid on his way to get a California driver's license. Anyway, <laughs> so, then, so then my mom kind of, in her mind, she thought, oh, that was the accident the chart was talking about. Because before that point, she was always like, be careful. Be careful. Oh, Put on your seatbelt. She was always nervous that something would happen. She never told you about the car she accident She never thing? told me about the car <gasps> accident thing. So when that little thing happened on Wilshire, that she thought, okay, that might have been it. But then a few years later, we were in a bad, bad accident. I, I shattered my spine. Oh my anyway, God. we've talked about Wait, that. have you read your chart now? I read parts of it. She didn't, she didn't show me the whole thing, nor do I think, I mean, she would if I want to, but I don't think I want to grab it and read it front wow. cover to front cover. But what I'm saying is like, okay, if you <laughs> can, I talk to your mom, like, <laughs> no more. Wow. That's amazing. It was crazy. So like my life career, ice skating and this tragic accident, like both of those things were highlighted in this chart from when I was one years old. So if you hear all this and it sounds like, yeah, right. These mystic abilities, I mean. I Wait, don't know. I, okay, just one second. Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay, he's like, let's move on. She's but, looking at me like, can, can I just please, please talk about please, astrology a little bit? And I'm like, if you can mention Krishna while you're speaking, then yes. Okay. Oh, this astrologer was a challenge devotee. accepted. Challenge accepted. No, okay. can I just say one thing? Yeah, challenge accepted also on this side because <laughs> the astrologer was a devotee, and they say the more elevated your consciousness uh, is, yeah. the more open of a medium you are to receive this knowledge sure. from above. And this Nalini Kanta, he is an incredible astrologer, is a devotee, is very pure, and he talks about the process of trying to purify his own consciousness so he can receive this information clearer, which he totally was For like sure. hit the nail on yeah, the head. Yeah, the yeah. devotee was the astrologer was a devotee of Krishna, <laughs> <laughs> and he told you that you would get into a car with other devotees of Krishna. Krishna. Right? Look at you! Uh, Look at you! And I was one of those devotees in that of car Krishna. with you of Krishna, <laughs> right? Okay, come that down. is wild. Yeah, crazy. That's so I just so wanted crazy. to bring that up. If anyone out there's new to all this and thinking like this sounds like hocus pocus fantasy land no, but like i think the example real. you just gave goes beyond even the mysticism but it also goes into karma yeah because mm. that astrology chart was basically laying out some reaction right this car accident was a reaction of some action in the past yes. i mean that's yeah. what we can speculate on right yeah so my, it's my, like, my astrologer told me it was bad karma from a past life oh, well, i did want to say one out. point about that but i feel like you were gonna say well one side note about <laughs> that because you were saying some some action from a previous reaction or some reaction from a previous action i spoke to one teacher because that's the the standard way i think of seeing it but i also spoke to one of the teachers uh in our line one of the gurus um, and he said something really sweet because he said, you know, in general, we do see if something bad happens to us, we see it as an action to a past action or a reaction as something right. negative, bad karma. bad karma, in other words. But he said, you know, for a devotee of Krishna, sometimes you can see something negative that happens to you. It doesn't necessarily have to be a bad reaction, but it can literally just be Krishna wants to bring you closer to him. Yes. So he put an event in your life that's going to almost like wake you up. And like, it, it really makes you tap into the, what's the soul's journey rather than if this affected my body or not. And if this brought me closer to Krishna, then it served its purpose. Oh my God. So, it, so it, it can sometimes be something that'll bring you closer to the truth. I mean, for the sure, for sure. I mean, even, even bad karma can bring you closer to Krishna. Yeah. Right, right. But he, he reframed it nicely how we don't always have to see it. Sometimes it is just mercy from Krishna. It's not, because in general, we do see it like that. Like, oh, this is a reaction to my past positive or negative. <laughs> okay, actions. I'm just going to put my opinion here. I definitely think it's possible, but you got to say, Shamla, your back is broken. In my mind, that like that has to be bad karma. Like Shama Sangeeta was in the same car and she doesn't have any injuries. Like that might be mercy to bring her closer to Krishna. I don't have any physical injuries, but my mental injuries are. I don't know. I'm not saying that I know the answer, but it just seems like, wow, that's just how I think of things. Well, just, it, it could be, but you know, I also... 
uh, one day I want to read this. I had a really sweet talk with my spiritual master, his name is Kadamba Kanana Swami. And I told him a little about the accident. I showed him a picture of the van and he sent me a couple paragraphs saying like, you know, because he was shot and he had many different intense things happen. And he, he was, was shocked, shot, shot, shot with a, oh, someone a shot bullet. Him. And oh, he, okay. he, he almost died at so many different moments in his life. And he's a pure devotee of Krishna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he told me something like, you know, the way I see it, when these near death experiences happen to you, and I did like shatter my spine yeah, yeah. and that's intense. So I think, yeah, Priya in one way is very, e it's easy to see it like something negative, like burning wow. off bad karma. Oof. And I think that's the way like I at first saw it. But then Kadama Swami was saying, the way I see it is when the, you have these near-death experiences and he told me about him being shot and then mm. a different van ac or car accident he went through that he flew out. He said, I see it as a direct call from Krishna to a new life. He's giving you mm. your ticket to a mm. new life. That's real. That now That's so it, nice. He said, it belongs to him more than ever. Your life cannot be ordinary. It has to be done doing something for him in yeah. service. I just got goosebumps. That's awesome. It's, it's also really positive perspective of like you get to try again and like really connect to Krishna and do something extraordinary yeah. right like right, that's awesome. right. so it, like it's true it's like that same car accident that we were in Shamali in 2019 that changed my whole life too right and, and like right. it was a, a wake up call where it's like it shows you the fleeting nature of this existence and like right. what's important and so that actually was like a like like it put my spiritual life on fire because I was like, holy crap, I can die at any moment. Right. Yeah. And you know, side note, we met at the temple here in Los Angeles before getting into the van. I still remember to this day, I arrived a little bit early and I went into the temple room and I said a prayer. I said, please, Krishna, allow something to happen in my path that will bring me closer to you. Oh, and with that, I got wow. in the van and that was the last thing I said. Oh my God. And then for anyone that didn't hear the previous episodes, we were going to do this little picnic and to see the poppy, the poppy flowers field super in, bloom. In super bloom. Yeah. And, and we were in one of those desert roads, no one on the road going straight. 12 passenger van. 12 passenger van. What was your prayer again? So before you hopped into the van, I said, please, Krishna, let something happen in my path that will bring me closer to you. Wow. And that was the last thing I said. And then I ran off. They were like, okay, we're going. And I ran off and got in the van. Oh my God. And now, granted, the next time I ever did that prayer, I was like, now, Krishna, this is what I mean by that. Let me put so <laughs> yes, many clarifications. Clarify your prayers. Okay. <laughs> because they will happen. You are being listened oh, wow. to. Be careful of the technicalities <laughs> of all your prayers, everybody. Yeah. So, and, and then, yeah, the Mini Cooper that was coming perpendicular to us blew that through the stop sign, yeah. hit us, and our van started rolling. And it, and yeah. that's where I shattered my and spine. Our, it our still blows changed. my mind that it all happened. Yeah. I mean, it, it also blows my mind because I was supposed to be there, too. Yeah. Uh, I was supposed to drive in the same van as y'all and we decided a day before that we weren't going to. Right. But, you know? So crazy. I think it's true it's in like, a way like Priya originally what sparked this, she's like, come on, it's something negative. It's easy to see like you're burning, burning past karma. And I agree. It's easy to see it that way. Like, but I don't know, through different conversations I've had and then my spiritual master sending that, it was really encouraging to feel like, wow, yeah, no, it doesn't have to necessarily be, of course, I'm not a perfect person devotee. So I'm going to go through things that burn off karma. But maybe mm -hmm. that specific one was also like a wake up call. For like sure. Krishna, mm -hmm. he's he, yeah, a direct call from Krishna, a ticket to a new life that's his more than ever. Yes. I loved that. That's really that sweet. That was such a beautiful story. Shamali, thank you. I got goosebumps <laughs> as you were talking about it. Yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. All right. Okay. Anything else? Or before we move on to text 30? Well, I just want to go back to it and make sure we yeah. know what we were talking Absolutely. about for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about uh, controlling the breath and like the practices of that and how that can be a sacrifice too. And then in the purport, if you're interested to know more about that, it's talking about Hatha yoga and pranaya, uh, pranayama 
and um, this other thing called Kumbhaka Yoga and just different processes in which you control your breath. And you can learn more if you want to in the purport. There's a lot about breath work in this purport. Yeah. So I mean, we, right. we talked about it. It's very important for anxiety, yes. for stress, anger, stress. for anger, Oof. all the things. And it's interesting because they talk about breath work to control the senses. But at the same time, <clears throat> in the very last couple lines, Prabhupada always wraps it back up to Krishna consciousness. And it says, a Krishna conscious person, however, being always situated in the transcendental loving service of the Lord automatically becomes the controller of the senses because his senses are always being engaged in the service of Krishna and have no chance of becoming otherwise engaged. So you can either do it through different breath works or just directly through loving Krishna. Yes. And he'll help you. It makes me think about uh, when you're like meditating, it's like, you know, there's a type of meditation where you're trying to think about nothing. Right, right. And then like that's so hard oh, because yeah. how... It's such a hard the thing to do. The mind is crazy. How can Krishna you think of consciousness nothing? is so cool because you have to think about something. Yeah. Like how much easier it is to think about something rather than to try to not think about yeah. anything at all, yeah, right? Right, so right? In this case, Prabhupada's like, if you're always doing some, everything for Krishna, there's no chance that you're going to do anything that you don't need to be doing. True. Right, right, right. And Krishna is also known as Rishikesh, controller of the senses. So you can pray to him to help you control the senses. 100%. Yeah. Text 30. All okay. right. Is Who that is me? It? Sure. <laughs> All these performers who know the meaning of sacrifice become cleansed of sinful reactions. And having tasted the nectar of results of sacrifices, they advance towards their supreme eternal atmosphere. Okay, so all these people that I've talked about in the past verses, Krishna is saying, they know what sacrifice is. They become cleared of their bad and good karma. They yeah. have a taste of what that feels like and it's good. And they advance towards the supreme eternal atmosphere. So is it saying that these people that I've talked about in the past couple of verses, they are getting closer to what... That's my opinion. Krishna maybe. consciousness is? Like it's like stepping stones. Right. Yeah. In a sense? I mean, I think so. I think it's it can be really long. I think about this a lot. Uh, I've thought about this a lot because my family, um, my grandmother is... Catholic? Yes. I just got to be sure about that. <laughs> Catholic <laughs> Christian. Of, yeah. um, and so, and she's so devoted, you know, like she is a good, proper Pious follower. Woman. Yeah. Of Jesus Christ. And, and you think about like, well, is she doing something wrong? This is just another like way of good stepping question. closer towards Krishna as is figuring out your breath or being an impersonalist or, or all these other processes. It doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It's just not the ultimate process. So you still have a few lifetimes to figure out what yes. the process is. So maybe they're just getting closer and closer in their spiritual path. Yeah. They're not fully there yet. Yeah. But it is a spiritual activity that they're partaking in that is in the right sort of genre yes. of good things to For do. For sure. Yes. I, I would say so. I would say so. And and the cool thing about my grandma, I don't know if I brought her up before, but uh, through the association of having grandkids and everything, uh, she will like, we have a tradition of like, asking for blessings in Spanish. Like that's how we greet each other. Yeah. And she always says, may Krishna bless you now. Oh, that's really nice. Or like when she cooks something, she's like, oh, you can go offer it. One of us. One of us. One of us. So like, you know, she's still devoted to Jesus Christ, but she still like can understand that Krishna is great. And, you know. I love that. It's, it's nice, respectful. And as we said, pathway. Jesus yeah. is a devotee of of. God of Krishna. Krishna. <laughs> so, yeah, and it basically says, basically all these different types of sacrifices, the common aim of all of them is to control the senses because sense yes. gratification is the root of material existence. So thinking that that's illusion, as we defined in a previous episode, that we're, we're, we think we're here to just enjoy this world, but there's something, a realm so much deeper beyond that. 
Yeah. What a cool episode. I really enjoyed that one. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. That wraps up this episode. We will start with chapter four, text number 31 in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening, everybody. See you soon. Bye. beautiful souls if you like what you're hearing please follow us on instagram at modern yogi podcast and if you love what you're hearing please make sure to share a link to our podcast at modern yogi podcast with all your friends families and long lost cousins and if you have any questions at all send us a dm on instagram at modern yogi podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you thank you for listening to the The Modern modern yogi